Oh, in the third verse there, she waits, speaking of the church, you know, we're the bride of Christ. You know that, right? Yes. The Lord Jesus Christ is our group. We're the bride of Christ, the church, the call, the elect. She waits the consummation of peace forevermore till with the vision glorious her longing eyes are blessed and the great church victorious shall be the church at what? At rest. At rest. Remember that. Remember that. The church at rest. I'd like to ask you this morning if you would turn your Bibles to John chapter 8. What a time. What a time for you and I to be alive in this world. What wonders the Lord has blessed this generation with. It doesn't... <laughs> Kathy and I were... I forget what it was now we were... Oh, I know what it was. We were coming through Folsom and there was a whole line of people. I mean, I don't know what they were in line for, but there's a, there's a long line coming down the street. You know how Folsom, when you come into through town, it goes up that little steep hill into Old Town there? All the way down that hill, there's a long line of people. And Kathy goes, look at that. I can only see one that's not got their phone right up to their face looking at something. <laughs> what a time we have, are in. The knowledge of this world at our fingertips. You know, in the old days, before phones and computers and all that stuff was invented, you know, before the Lord graced us with those inventions, it was just this. You, you relied on what the old guy said. The old guy who's been around long enough and kind of been through everything, you know. And even that wasn't reliable for knowledge, really. I mean, it was coming from a guy, right? Coming from the old man. I don't know about you, but when I was 16, the old man didn't know anything. Today, it's real simple. Google it. Google it, and you can figure out what it is. I'm not so sure Googling it is really all that good of a thing. I'm not so sure it wouldn't hurt us to go back to the old guy. He may not have been right all the time, but I'm not so sure it's, it's good to know all that the Google gives us. Yet, we have all this knowledge, all this ability to confirm what we see, what we know of this world, yet this wonderful technology our God has given us, that our God has brought us to, is nothing without our Savior. Would you sell your soul for all the knowledge of the world? You can be the smartest man on this earth, and completely miss the eternal salvation found in Christ Jesus the Lord. King Solomon went out and tried everything. He went out into the world and did everything you can think of, searched everything. And he came back after all the time that he spent going through all the different stuff that you could see in the world, learning all that he could of the world. And he said it's all vanity. Meaningless. Everything you could know of this world is meaningless without Jesus Christ the Lord. Amen. Even the most knowledgeable person of Holy Scripture 
One who maybe has read every word. I, I know people who've read the Bible 15 times all the way from the beginning to the end. And they show absolutely no sign of knowing the grace of Christ Jesus. Mm. You could know all the scriptures. You may even be able to memorize a whole bunch of it. I don't know if anybody can memorize the whole thing, but you might be able to memorize a whole bunch of it. And you could still miss out because you don't know Him. Did you know the devils know the truth of Jesus? They absolutely do. We know who you are. Have you come to forsake us and punish us before our time? They knew their time was coming. Yet they do know not they do not know him. I mean they do not know him personally. They do not know him as he truly is. A loving, saving, merciful God. Why is that so important to a sinner? Because that's what I need. I need a loving, saving, accomplishing, purposeful God. I know I need one who's not going to do something maybe. But when he says he'll do it, when he says the word shall, it means shall. All that knowledge that we have before us is absolutely meaningless if you don't have the Lord. Many know Christ, as the devils do. But in Matthew 7, verse 13, we read these words, Enter ye into the straight gate. Enter ye into the straight gate. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereafter. Folks, we read in Isaiah 55, verses 8 through 9, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. We were just talking, we were just reading that article a moment ago. Where is your assurance? Are you one who feels like you're not saved at times? Absolutely. God help me not to put any stock in my feelings. God help all of us not to put any stock in our feelings. Put your stock in this. Put your stock in His Word. His Word of love for His people. Will we be weak? Absolutely. Will we be doubtful? Absolutely. But my Lord still comes through. Great is His faithfulness. He's the foundation that we put our trust in. My thoughts are not your thoughts, he says. Neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. To know the Lord of salvation is to know Him in a personal way, a way our knowledge, a, a way our worldly knowledge, our worldly understanding cannot and will not comprehend. He tells us in Proverbs 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Lean not upon your own feelings. Lean not upon what you think is wisdom. But lean on the Lord Jesus Christ, on the Word of God, according 
to, or Jesus Christ according to the Word of God. Our natural way of thinking is enmity. You know what that word enmity means? That means exactly opposite of lovingly. It is just, it is a hateful thing. We come into this world hating God, hating Him for who He is, and it takes the love of God to bring us out of that hate and give a love in our hearts. It's enmity with spiritual truths. In Romans 8, verse 7, we read this, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Our carnal mind has a wisdom of this world, but the things of this world are death and destruction. Just because you're kind, just because you're a gentle person, does not mean that you know the truth of grace. No. To know the true grace is to know the author and the finisher of that true grace. Look with me, if you would, at John chapter 8, beginning at verse 25. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? And Jesus saith unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake of them to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me, and the Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spoke these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Then he said to those Jews who believed on him. Listen to these words. If you continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. Now here we go. And ye shall know the truth. <laughs> ye shall know the truth. Now, before you think that that's some kind of a knowledge that you're grasping of, which it is, but that's not what it's talking about here. Read the rest of that verse. And the truth shall make you free. Now drop down to number 36. <laughs> This is so awesome. If the Son therefore shall make you free. What was it said back there? The truth shall make you free. If the Son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Don't you love the shalls? Our Lord says that no man can take us out of our Father, can pluck us out of our Father's hand. You know what that means? That means you can't pluck yourself out of God's hands. That's right. Folks, if you're loved of God, you have been loved of Him before the world ever was. And I don't get tired of telling you that, you, that everything has been created for the love of God for you, for His glory, and for your good. You can't pluck yourself out of our Father's hands. And I try to a lot. 
Mike was talking with us Friday night. I can't remember exactly what it was, but in part of our conversation he brought up, we're stiff-necked people. We are stubborn, stiff-necked people. It doesn't take John Reeves but two seconds to go out that door and think, I'm something. I can do this. Where were we? Oh, yeah, we read it. So what is this freedom? What is this freedom the Lord speaks of? It's freedom from works. Those who are under the bondage of sin are consistently trying to remedy themselves from that sin. It's freedom from the works of our flesh. It's freedom from the self-righteousness of this flesh. It's freedom from the condemnation of sin. In our natural state, we think that we can earn justification with God by our good works. Do you realize that all mankind, all mankind, have the knowledge that they have sinned against the Creator? Why do you think there's so many religions? Why would there be so many religions? Why would they have these foolish, sacrificial religions of the uh, ancient people down in, in the, the Mayans or whatever it was that, did, that sacrificed people for their sins? That's what they were doing. They were trying to remedy themselves to, to a God of their own imagination. All mankind come into this world dead in trespasses and sin, and we know it. We just don't want to believe it. Oh, I'm not that bad of a person. I didn't do it what that guy did. My brother Lee was way worse than I was. How dare you tell me my little old grandmother is a sinner. I'm not telling you. God is. How can you say my little child who just can't even do anything for themselves yet, how can you say this little child is, is a sinner? I'm not telling you. God is telling us that he is. God is telling us that she is. We just don't want to believe it. Scripture tells us not to lean unto thine own understanding. Your own worldly understanding will bring you to destruction. Only truth can set you free from the bondage of death and hell. Look over at John chapter 14 with me if you would. Look over at John chapter 14. Begin with me, if you would, at verse 1. John chapter 14, verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know not the way. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? And Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I've, taught, I've titled this morning's message is Knowing the Truth. Do you know 
the truth. I, I'm not asking you, do you know about the truth? Or, or maybe a few truths that we can read in Scripture. I, I, I want to know, you need to ask yourself this question. Examine yourself. Are you in the Scriptures? The Scriptures say that if we be in Christ, if Christ be in us, then we be in Him. Do you know Him on a personal, experienced way? This is to know the truth. It's to know that the only way one can know Him is to be drawn to Him, to be brought to Him, to know that by His grace, one who ran from the truth, one who would not seek the truth, is drawn is brought in grace. Unmerited favor. It says in the scriptures in Ephesians, by grace ye are saved through faith. In Romans 9.16 we read these words, So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. It's not your so-called free will that brought you to Jesus, it's God who brought you to him. It's not something Christ has done and then waiting for you to do something about it. He's done it all. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. It is not of Him that willeth, nor of Him that runneth. That word runneth means works. It's not something you've done. Just because you're good in one way or another does not make you saved of God. John chapter 6 verse 44 we read these words no man can come to me says the Lord Jesus except the father which hath sent me draw him and I will raise him up the last day this is to know the truth the truth that sets us free free from our sin that once held us captive free from the path of destruction that we were all once walked it's to know Him is to know the truth of Him. To know Him personally, in a personal way. I know. I know. And if you are of God, you knew too. You know too. I know that there was a time when I ran from the Lord. To know Him is, the truths, is to know the truths of Him. To know them in a personal way. And I know that I ran from Him. I know that it wasn't until the age of 40 before He called me out of that darkness of running. I know that I was blind. I know that I was blind of His love for me and His eternal love because now I can see. I can see it in His Word. And I believe it because of the gift that He has given me to believe that Word. I see His grace in humbling Himself and becoming a servant, my servant, your servant, all of His people's servant. He humbled Himself from the glory that was His in heaven and became flesh and served you. 
giving Himself for us. Paying the price that you and I deserve to pay. Taking our sin upon Him. Making it His so that we would have the righteousness of Him in us. I know this truth that I see His grace in fulfilling every speck, every dot of His holy law, fulfilling it in my stead. And I know it's by His grace because I know I couldn't do it. If you are of God, you know it too. We read this morning in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18-19, through 19, For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. Did you hear that? For as much as ye. The Lord's speaking to God's people, those who believed, you and I. This Word of God is eternal, folks. It will go on for as long as man walks this earth. It'll go on and on and somewhere down the line from you and I there'll be another child of God who'll be called out of darkness as we were and they'll see the truths. God will open their eyes and they'll see the truths of who Jesus is just as you and I have. Just as all the saints of old have. For as much as ye and I know know that, there were not that we were not redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold from our vain conversations received by the traditions of our fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as the Lamb without blemish and without spot. God requires perfection from us, folks. Our good is not good enough. Only one who ever walked this earth in perfection, it was in walked it in perfection, and that is the Lord Jesus. That is truth Himself. Mankind come from our mother's womb speaking lies. We who have been called from His grace personally, experientially know this. You know what you were before the Lord called you out of darkness. You know that pit that He brought you out of. We're not going to forget that pit. If we do. It won't take long for us to step in it and remind ourselves of it. The Word of God said there are none that seeketh God. We who have been called by His grace personally know that to be true. Called by His grace. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We who have been called by His grace personally know that to be true. 2 Corinthians 5.21 we read these words, For He, speaking of God the Father, hath made Him, speaking of God the Son, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. We who have been called by His grace personally know that, the that to be true. We believe. And we believe only because He in His grace has given us the gift of faith, the gift to know, the gift of trust, 
and those of us who have been called by God the Father to God the Son know that to be true. It's all of grace. Sovereign grace. That simply means the one who is sovereign of all things is gracious to some. Are you not thankful? Does your heart not burn that he might be gracious to us? It's all of grace, not of works, lest I should boast. Those who have been called by God Almighty know that to be true also. I have been brought to know Him. I have been brought to know the truth, not in knowledge alone, but in experience. In Hebrews 10.16 we read these words, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. In Exodus 34, 6, we read these words, And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. How are we to worship our Lord? You recall the scriptures? There's only one way. In spirit and in truth. Henry Mahan wrote this. And I just, I, I love what that man has written. I, I'm so thankful God has given us men to, who have the ability to write so well. Robert Hawker. He's so poetic in the way he writes things. Listen to what Henry Mahan wrote. Truth is not a system of doctrine. That means it's not a system of teaching. It's not something you can just teach. These men that God was speaking to in that verse that we read back there in John chapter 8, they had a doctrine. They were religious people. Jewish people were very, very religious. But not all Jews know the Lord Jesus Christ. Not all Jews know the truth. They know Scripture. Not all of them knew the truth. These men had doctrine. They had teachings. You can have a system of doctrine and to a large extent it could be correct. You may still have a system of doctrine but not know the truth. The truth is not a law of morality or behavior. Saul of Tarsus had the law. He said, concerning the law, I was blameless. And he was. Concerning the law, he was persecuting the church of God. He was blameless according to the law. Until the Lord showed him what covetousness was. But he did not know God. He did not have salvation. The truth is a person. Christ said, I am the truth. He didn't say, I teach the truth, though he did. Or I point you to the truth because he absolutely did that. He said, I am the truth. The truth is a person. The truth is not a form of worship. It is not a system of doctrine. It is not a law of morality, behavior. It is a person. And to know this person is to know the truth. It says, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. 
Turn over to Galatians chapter 5, if you would, please. Galatians chapter 5. And while you're turning there, allow me to read again these words from John chapter 8, verse 36. If the Son, therefore, if the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be in free, ye shall be free indeed. This verse should give assurance to anyone who may have doubt. Our Lord said this to some unbelieving Jews, some self some self-righteous, very religious people. He said, they asked him, how long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And here's what our Lord answered him. He said, I told you. Christ was never secretive about who he was. He told the people plainly what he came here to do. Who he was, what he was coming to do, and where he was going. Every time our Lord spoke about being persecuted and dying, he, he closed those statements with these words, and be raised the third day. Every time. I told you, he says, and you believe not the works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. Not only did I tell you, but I've done all this, and you still don't believe me. You don't believe, but you believe not, it says, because ye are not my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. So with that assurance, with that assurance in mind, would you look with me at verse 1 of Galatians chapter 5. Stand fast. That means grab a hold. Grab a hold of this. Take this with you to the heart. God placed this on our hearts in a steadfast way. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What's it saying there? What does Christ say? He says, if you shall be free, what was that I just read a moment ago? Let me read that again before you. Once again, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Oh, the yoke of bondage. How easy it is to us to forget grace and try to do something on our own to add to it. Don't let yourselves, folks, be entangled with that. God help us to turn away from those things. Stand fast in the liberty of truth. Do not falter with thoughts, with feelings of self-righteousness. Do not falter with the works of the flesh. Lean not unto thine own understanding, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Turn over to Matthew chapter 11 and I'll bring this to a close. Matthew chapter 11. Stand fast in the liberty of truth. Grab a hold of the one who provides everything for his people. Every inch, every dot is provided to us by our Savior. Stand fast in his liberty, the liberty of truth. Matthew chapter 11, beginning at verse 25. And at that time Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent 
and hast revealed them unto babes. <laughs> oh, that God would reveal anything to you and I. What amazing grace. Would you not agree? Reveal these things unto babes, even so, Father, for it seemed good, good in thy sight. It pleases the Lord to reveal His Son in His people. Amen. <laughs> Wonderful news, isn't it, brother? That's the truth of God. That's to know Him who is truth. To have Him reveal Himself to us. All things, it says in verse 27, are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So after the Lord cries out to his Father, thank you for revealing these things to your people. Thank you for revealing such wonderful things to these babes. Because it was good in your sight, He tells you and I, here is the truth speaking to you and I. Come unto Me, verse 28, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon you. Learn of Me, for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I know some who spend the Sabbath trying to please their Lord by doing something, whatever it is they think they ought to be doing on the Sabbath. Brother Mike is a Explained to us what that means several times in his testimony. You start Friday evening, boom, here's the clock right here. Time to do it. Let's go through this tonight, right, Mike? It's ready. We're ready to do it. And then you spend the next 24 hours waiting for that clock to get to the next one. Oh, man, I'm glad we're doing that. <laughs> we can go back to doing whatever it was we were doing. My God is my Sabbath. My Lord is my rest. Lord, help me. Lord, help this flesh, this sinful flesh who stands before you today put all my rest in Him. Do you know the truth today? Does the truth reside in you? If so, then you will lay down your crowns of self and take up His yoke and find rest for your souls. Amen.